You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. I am so glad you're here, and you will be too. So Jeremy Strode is with me today, one of our staff members. Strode is a disciple maker for our students and our college, and um, you know, Stro, you, you and I have been on our journey with Jesus together for a long, long time. Um, it's been a blessing for me to watch you live out your faith. And thank you for sharing some of that on the podcast today. Our topic, we are in a series um, called Nine Ways to Follow Jesus. You know, these are nine discipleship principles in our church that help make sure that we're making the journey out of cultural Christianity towards really following Jesus, being changed, loving the Lord as Christ designed it. So uh, if you want to join me on this journey out of religious ritual and into a life that is transformed by Jesus Christ, let's keep exploring these nine ways. So our topic today is repentance. And Stro, I really appreciate you walking us through some uh, beautiful concepts about repentance. Why don't we just get kicked off a little bit here um, so the nine ways, all of them are important, but you believe in some ways that repentance might be the most essential of the nine ways for many people in our church. Why is that? Sure, man. After, right after love, because I mean, that's obviously foundational. It's really coming to have a fond affection for our God and to care for others. But um, after that, I think repentance is big. Jesus' sermon, uh, one of the most popular ones we see in the Gospels, uh, is repent for the kingdom of God is near. And he was calling people to align themselves with God's rule and God's plan for his creation. He said, I want you to get on God's plan, get on board with God's heart, his ideas, and his His, His layout, his design for his creation. And so repentance is that place where we recognize that God has this beautiful, amazing plan and where we look up and we go, God is loving or God is kind or God is patient. Or like today, I was reading the story of Jesus and his mom when he turned water into wine and his mom said, yep. hey, get after it. And he was... A little hesitant because he said, it's not my time yet. And she said, oh, it's time. He honored his mom beautifully in that space. And in that moment, I thought, man, it's important for me to honor my mom, my dad, um, the adults in my story, uh, even my wife in some way. I just thought, man, it's important for me to honor, um, just like Jesus. And so I thought, how can I follow him into that? And repentance is that place where we look up and we go, this is who Jesus is. Um, and we realize I'm not that. And I want to change. But I want to be like that. So, sure, let me let me comment that when you're talking about repentance in this way, this is different from what some of us think. Um, or what we've kind of been trying to think, maybe. In, in other words, for me, in most of my young Christian life, I thought about repentance as a one-time thing. Like, mm-hmm. repentance is only for salvation. In other words, there's a moment in my life where I look up and I realize that I'm far from God. I repent from my sins. I turn from Jesus Um, I am saved, Mm -hmm. and I really don't talk about repentance ever again. Uh, But the older I get, the more I recognize that that's not exactly correct. Now, I believe that salvation is a one-time transformational experience. You're born again once with Jesus. Um, But repentance, so salvation is this experience that happens and is permanent. But repentance might not be. What do you think about that? Sure, yeah. So... Repentance, you can do it one time if in that one moment you turned away from all of you. If I turned in that one moment away from all of me 
And every part of me followed Jesus from that moment on. But the problem is, if we're honest, <laughs> it's none of us goes, are there, right? right? We repent. We say, God, your way's better. Christ, your way's better. I recognize that I don't love well. I'm not kind. I'm not patient. Uh, I'm still selfish and boastful. Uh, sometimes I'm short or irritable. God, your way's better. You're generous. You're compassionate. Your design for your creation is better than what I would do. And our whole lives we spend recognizing that. And in those moments when we recognize His way is better, we have this choice. Either we can at that moment say, His way is better, but it's bigger than me and I'm not going to try it. I'm not I'm just going to do what I right. want to do. I don't like it. Or we can do this big R word, repent. Yeah. And we can say, no, I'm going to realign my mind and my heart and my works in my life to the way of Jesus. His way is better, and I love it, and I want it, and I want it enough to do the hard things that it might take. Awesome, yeah. For it to become a part of who I am. And Jesus does that with us our whole life. So as a believer, you know, you're saved. You're walking with Christ for the most part, but you look up one day and you realize that there's just been a seed of envy in your heart. Mm. Well, what do you do? You repent of it. You repent. You agree with God. You turn your back on that envy and you run towards God and his truth. Um, you look up and you see that some sin has taken root in your life. You haven't lost your salvation, but you're carrying out sin. What do you do? You stop and you repent. You turn from it, right? Um, Stro, I want to think about some of the practical aspects of repentance, you know, yeah. because a lot of us, we are, we, maybe we become aware of our sin, a sin in our marriage, a sin in our parenting, a sin at work, a sin for a high school or middle school student. Just be, You've been swept up in temptation. And we need to repent. And I'd like to know what that looks like. You know, some practical tips on how to repent. But, you know, as you're kind of getting your thoughts together, I'll, I'll pitch these two things that just from a biblical standpoint to understand what repentance is in general. I love to look at the Old Testament and the New Testament words, the Hebrew word in the Old Testament, the Greek word in the New Testament that's used most often for repentance. And in in Hebrew in the Old Testament, the word most often used is shuv. And so what, what is meant by the Hebrew word yeshuv is that it means you're, you're turning around. You're physically changing a direction. It would be like somebody running one, di- one direction, realizing they were headed the wrong way, and they've turned around to run another way. And I envision that being the person who's living their life away from God in sin. They realize that they've been wrong for that, and they stop and they make a U-turn, and they run not towards legalism. You know, It's not that you're just leaving your sins behind, and now you pledge to do good things. But instead, you're leaving your sins behind, your idols behind, and you're running towards God, towards relationship, towards obedience, towards his love, towards his law. So there's that U-turn. Um, in the New Testament, the word is metanoia, and it's and it really it really means like a change in your thinking, a change in your mindset. Uh, and I think of that in the sense of like before Christ, you know, I might have thought that I was right. If God and I were in a disagreement. Um, if God said to be kind and I said, I won't be kind, if God said to, to repent and I said, I'm not going to repent, if God said uh, to not be lustful and I said, no, I'm going to follow my passions, if God said to forgive and I said, I'm not forgiving, um, I did, every time I disagreed with God and the old man, I told God he was wrong, I was right, and I did it my way. Yeah. But it, in repentance, once I've run towards the Lord, I've changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Now I recognize that God is my king. And if I have disagreed with God, I was the one that was wrong, and I've changed my thinking. Now my thinking, renewed thought, um, is is in line with Jesus, and I want to agree with God. Okay, so that's a big picture for me. But how do we do it? And so, you know, Stro, what do you think are some of the helpful things for us to think about when we find ourselves needing to repent, and it's time for a believer to exercise 
repentance and run towards God. Yeah, man. Honestly, I'll say we could just do one one simple step that I think would be really useful, and probably leave it right there. Unless you want to add something to it, uh, man. My one simple step, I would say, if we want to put God at a higher place than any other voice and any other authority in our story, if what He says matters more than what my mom or my dad thinks, or what my coach thinks, or our teacher thinks, if what Jesus thinks matters more than what my friends think, or what my community, or what my social media followers think, if Jesus if our God's voice, if that is supposed to matter more than all the others, if that's going to drive me more, then the biggest shift that needs to happen is I need to get a better idea of who Jesus is, who our God is, and what He wants. Um, if my music, if my television, if my social media feed, if my coaches, my parents, if these people are speaking into my life more than my God is, I'm going to have a real problem with that. And so, man, I think one of the biggest challenges for us is to turn off the television is to turn off our music, is to turn down some of those voices long enough so we can hear the voice of God and be really familiar with it. That is a monumental shift. I mean, and, and you're saying, how can we repent towards a God that we don't know? You don't know him. It's going to be a hard for you to go, oh, his way is better. Yeah, right. Do you really know what's on his heart? So simple, easy place to start because you're not going to read all of the Bible and memorize it tomorrow. Simple place to start. And this is what I love doing with my kiddos. And is probably the most helpful practice I have in my story. Um, I read a Jesus story every day. Um, one of the stories from the Gospels, and I'm asking the question, who is God? Who is Jesus? What is he like? What do I love about him? And how is that going to become my way today? How, how am awesome. I going to embrace his way today? Awesome. Yeah. Stro, I love that. That's beautiful, man. I appreciate that. I have said for a long time that um, I thought repentance needs to be understood in a relational framework more. Mm. You know, most of my life I just thought repentance means stop sinning and start doing good deeds. Well, that's very legalistic. Mm-hmm. And the older I've gotten, the more I realize, no, 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 it's running away from idols and the sinful behavior of my life and running towards your relationship with God. Um, you, your understanding of God, hey, listen, you can't repent and run towards a God you don't know. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know what to change if you don't know his character, his nature, his heart. That's a powerful word. So I want to encourage our church family as you listen to this uh, podcast, maybe share it with anybody that you think this would be encouraging for. I also just want to encourage you as an action step, church family, like what if we just said yes to God from this day forward? What if we said, you are king and I'm going to repent. I will run towards you as often as you show me where my, my life is off track. You know, I, I want to honor you. So what if all over um, our city, our world today, believers began to repent of their sins, of envy, of lust, of anger, of arrogance, of, of an unforgiveness bitter, uh, or bitter spirit, you know. Uh, beautiful, beautiful potential in the church. Thanks for sharing this, man. Hey, just a little quick shout out in student ministry. I'm excited. You guys have a youth camp coming up. Uh, I know that I've got kids that'll be going to camp. Remind me the dates for youth camp. Yeah, July 24th through the 26th. Awesome. Private camp. We're going to do our best to take care of each other to make sure that we're not, I mean, nobody's sick who's going. We do the best job we can to take care of each other. But we believe that's super important to chase Jesus together, to take a couple days and to really try to know him and follow him. Well, I know I'm looking forward to it for my family. And um, I know the place you guys are going, the camp you guys are going, you've been there before. Lindsay's been a chaperone. She sure. loved it. She said this place is amazing. And so, you know, thanks for taking my kids, man. I'm excited about it. Uh, hey, is it too late to sign up? No, not, it's not. Okay, so if somebody listening to the podcast knows a family with a teenager that sure. would want to go to camp, um, how do they sign up at this point? Cardinalstudents.com. 
CardwellStudentMinistry.com. CardwellStudentMinistry.com. It's the easiest place to get a form, or you can swing by the office. Yeah. We can take care of it there. Awesome. Well, we'd love to help you guys get signed up if you want to go. Stro, thanks for your time today, man. Glad to do it. Love you.